1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hello, nurses and friends of nurses. Yakko Warner here, and you're listening to a podcast on the Geekcast Radio Network. Lucky you. No, no,
1: no, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just—I should have been quiet, and I would have put that in the damn clip.
1: No, no 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 no. <laughs> no, out, no, 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 I don't know what to say. The monkeys won't do, and I also don't know what to say about those crazy producers from the Geekock Radio Network. They're driving me crazy.
0: Ugh. It's time for the telecast, brought to you by the
1: Geek. Radio Network
0: Thank you, once again, second-hand uh, theme song singers. As they said, I am your host, Optimus Solo, and I would like to say hello and welcome to the third episode. That's right, the third episode of the Telecast, brought to you by the GeekCast Radio Network. Today, as I was in episode two, I am joined by GeekCast Radio Network's very own Mike TFG1 Blanchard. Hello, sir.
1: Don't you mean second-rate
0: singers? Second-hand and second-rate singers. (laughs) They're just terrible. Hello, (laughs) Um, And today we are going to be talking about... That's right, folks. We are talking about another Nickelodeon classic. This time, Clarissa Explains It All, for those of you that hadn't picked up on that yet. And before we get too far into our discussion, here's some quick background information on the show. Clarissa debuted in 1991 in the spring, and it ended its run in the fall of 1994. So if you were alive between 91 and 94, hopefully you saw this. Um, It aired on Nickelodeon, like we said before. It was a 30-minute show. Had 65 episodes, um, that span across five different seasons. It's basically a American sitcom that focuses on, obviously, Clarissa. Um, she's a teen girl that usually breaks the fourth wall and describes things that are happening in her life that would happen to the typical teenager, like problems with school, problems with boys, uh, problems with her sibling, um, and whatnot. And she kind of explains that all to the television audience as the, as the show continues out through its course. Um, what do you remember about Clarissa? Like, <laughs> I remembers laughing during clarissa
1: <laughs> no I, I i just you know you said breaking the fourth wall and it didn't occur to me until now technically clarissa is a female version of ferris bueller in the 90s
0: very close yeah
1: um i love this show this show is awesome uh, I remember watching this on SNCC. I remember watching it in reruns, and it was just really, really interesting because I don't think you had a TV show back then, any kind of TV show that did what she did.
0: Yeah, and and this was I I want to say this was the, one of the very first uh, as far as like a <clears throat> a show aimed towards the t- preteen slash teen audience that had a, a a sole female lead character. Mm. And like you said, I I do remember watching it as part of SNCC. The only, it was actually on before SNCC as well. It had, the first three seasons, I believe, were before SNCC. And then they used it since it was kind of an established popular show as one of the, as basically the main show to, uh, in the second, the last two seasons to basically uh, launch the SNCC. Right. Um, And it would lead it into things like Are You Afraid of the Dark? And uh, some of the other shows that came later. But yeah, I remember watching it with my sister. My sister was a like I've said numerous times throughout different podcasts that we've done that she's a few years older than me. She's she was a senior in high school when I was a freshman. Um, and she really liked this character, you know, maybe because it was one of the few female leads uh, of that time period. So I watched a lot of episodes with her. Um, but, but I also liked it as well. I wasn't just watching it because she was watching it. So any other just general memories about the show or things that you remembered even without, without, uh, watching any in preparation for this record?
1: I mean, I know we're going to get into it later, but I... Honestly, because uh, it, it's been it's been years since I've seen Clarissa. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously, I watched. I think I watched about ten episodes before we recorded this, but you know, just to prep for this. But um, I honestly couldn't remember if I was going to like the parents or not.
0: Yeah, I couldn't uh, remember hardly any of the side characters at all.
1: Well, I remember, and of course, you know, we're going to get into this, so maybe we should just do that. But I mean, it's. It's one of those things where I remember every side character, like every major side character except for the parents. I couldn't remember whether I was going to like them or not or whether I used to like them, and I guess we're yeah. into that.
0: Yeah, and just real quick before we start talking about those guys, the, the one thing that I remembered even before watching a single uh, episode of this, the, and one of the only things I could remember about the show like just crystal clearly was the theme song. Mm-hmm. Like the theme song has always stuck with me, and and that's something which we'll talk about a little bit more later. But that's something that that I could remember, and I remember exactly how it went, the whole thing without ever watching a video. I you know I obviously remember things about the actual Clarissa character and how she interacted with the audience. But like you, I couldn't remember like with the parents, the siblings, the friends, who I liked, who I didn't like until I started uh, watching the episode. So we can get into uh, the characters and the who's who here. Obviously, Clarissa is the main character played by Melissa Joan Hart, who needs no introduction. Production. Um, she's about 14 years old when the series starts, so she's about an 8th grade level when, when the show starts, and the show takes her 8th grade year and her whole high school years until, so by the time the series is over, she's a senior in high school. Yeah. So so that's basically her character and most people would recognize her for um the fashion sense, you know, her crazy miscolored mismatched colorful weird types of fashion things that in today's world would be absolutely fitting right in, but in the 90s it was a tiny bit different. Um but what were your thoughts on the actual character of Clarissa? I like her.
1: She's she's interesting. Like I said, she's she's kind of like a female 90s version of Ferris Bueller, but she doesn't have the scheming mischievousness of Ferris she doesn't mm-hmm. have she like her her whole thing isn't to you know go out and have you know a a ten, i guess you'd call it senior day where, where you know mm-hmm. senior cut day or whatever you know what I mean right but it, it it's one of those things where because she does break that fourth wall and she does talk to us that's that's what it reminded me of, and I like how easily she'll talk to the audience and then cut right back into whatever scene it is. Mm -hmm. Um, like she'll be talking to us and then you'll hear the ladder chink on the side of her window. And, you know, she turns around and she says, Oh, hi. You know I mean? It's a very fluid motion that Melissa Joan Hart brought to the character of Clarissa to be talking to the audience and then be talking to the actual characters in the show.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I I thought it was pretty, a pretty smooth uh, transition from her, Dialogue with the with the audience to the the actual show, and just looking at her in comparison to other female lead characters we had throughout maybe the eighties and the nineties. Um, how did you like her in comparison to let's say like people like uh, like Pippi Longstocking or Blossom, or um, you know sometimes she's compared to Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell because of her fashion sense and stuff like that. Like, oh, how, what were your thoughts about Clarissa in comparison to other female characters that we had?
1: I, I mean, see, I I don't really. I can't really compare them because they're – they're yes, as far as like the fashion sense stuff, yeah, Clarissa Blossom and, and Lisa are all kind of similar because they all have that wacky fashion sense. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know. Blossom, I like that show. It was all right, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like the best thing in the world.
0: Yeah. I, what about what about like what about uh, this might be easier for you? What about future Nickelodeon female characters like uh, like Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana, and the stuff that came in later generations?
1: Those are Disney
0: characters, but or Disney. Excuse me. That's what I mean. Anyways, um, I meant I, mean, I didn't mean yeah. Nickelodeon. I meant just female characters that came later.
1: Right. Um, I think Clarissa kind of opened the door for them. Like, like Clarissa and Lizzie are are almost. Fairly similar because on Lizzie's show you have instead of Lizzie physically instead of Hillary Duff physically talking to the camera like Melissa Joan Hart did you have it break away to an animated version of of Lizzie (laughs) doing the same thing that that Clarissa would do talking to the camera right you know what I mean I don't know if you've ever seen the show.
0: I've seen seen enough to know what you're talking about.
1: Okay. You know, so I I think that Clarissa kind of paved the way for not just female characters, but every kind of character as far as ones that would talk to the audience in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I mean, granted, uh, sorry to cut you off there, but granted, Ferris really started it. But, I mean, as far as, like, on television, it was really Clarissa that did it, I think.
0: Yeah, and the only th- the other thing I was going to say was, one thing that Clarissa kind of had that I liked as far as being the lead female character, she was a lead female character who didn't have, they didn't feel it necessary to make her like a, you know, someone who was trying to be an actress or someone who was a singer or someone that had like this. She's just a normal teenage girl. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't feel the need to fluff this up by making her some type of, You know, whatever. She's just a normal teenage girl that's going through junior high, high school problems. I mean, it's—I don't—I don't don't know. It's kind of like uh, the character not as serious but it's kind of like the c- character claire danes played in my so-called life even though that's a much more serious tone to it yeah but just a female character going through life that has nothing special about her but it's just talking about things that every single person can relate to Yeah. um another character that we should probably mention this is probably the uh the other biggest star on the show is her younger brother Ferguson, darling, who was played by Jason Zimbler. Um, he was the redhead younger brother. Some people may remember him, some people may not, but uh, he's a couple years younger than Clarissa, so he's, you know, 6th, 7th grade when the show starts, and probably, you know, in his second or third year of high school, probably sophomore in high school by the time the show's over. Um, what were your opinions of um, Ferguson?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> that good? Ferguson is <sighs> Ferguson is Ferris without breaking the fourth wall honestly and i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm gonna uh, with these two characters I'm constantly gonna say that and compare them to Ferris Bueller because honestly it's like the creators of this show took everything about Ferris Bueller and split it up between the brother and sister, yeah. Um, that. Ferguson really, wa- uh, he really wasn't, he's probably my least favorite character in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really inconsequential to the point where the only time he actually has anything useful is when he and Clarissa are having a brother sister fight. Like I saw one episode where he was giving her the silent treatment and she was doing everything and anything mm. to get a reaction out of him, but he just wouldn't budge.
0: Yeah, I saw that same episode. That's good.
1: But yeah, I, I don't I just uh, – uh.
0: Well, one thing I didn't say is she is also obsessed with uh, like the Donald Trump slash uh, Bill Gates. Like that's basically who he wants to be when he, when he grows up. He wants to be this business rich, you know, and he has an ego out of this world. I, I, this is going to be <laughs> somewhat uh, maybe controversial here. But uh, I'm convinced that someone at Nickelodeon had a fetish with redheaded boys. <laughs> because in Salute Your Shorts, one of the main characters, uh, played by Danny Cooksey, is a redhead. The Adventures of Pete and Pete are both redheads. Mm-hmm. Ferguson's a redhead. I, I you know, I haven't looked forward into the other Nickelodeon shows we're going to cover, but uh, someone had a thing for redheaded kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm with you, and I think we should, I, should, I should come up with some type of cool sound effect for whenever we agree on something. Um, but I agree he's my least favorite character on this show.
1: Oh, I just had an idea. I don't know if you could use it or not, but, um, <laughs> hmm. Whenever Homer Homer Simpson says, <laughs> We're
0: going to have angels singing from the heavens or something when we agree on something. Um, <laughs> so those are the the main two characters. And then, of course, we have the the uh, best friend of Clarissa, Sam Anders, who's pa- played by Sean O'Neill. Um, you know, he's the, the best friend. One thing that's kind of interesting about him is, uh, That he and Clarissa basically always have this best friend relationship And I like the fact that they never try to make With
1: Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: This is your captain
1: speaking Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine But we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky No, no, nothing like that It's just these cash prizes add up quick So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright And start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Make it more than that.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where I think something could have happened. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those things where I'm glad it kind of didn't because, you know.
0: It's such an easy route to go down. Yeah and it's kind of nice that they stayed away from that and it was just really just those two friends and you kind of got that from especially from Clarissa's character that she was the type of person that you know could have these best friends that are guys that you know there didn't have to be anything else about you know some girls it might it might be harder to uh, to pull that off mm. but Clarissa kind of had that I don't know that personality or that character that you could believe it
1: and while we're talking about sam we have to talk about his little guitar rift theme little thing there oh god i love that
0: (laughs) his entrance which was always the the ladder slamming up against the window which had a specific noise and then clarissa would turn to him and say uh hey sam or or whatever she said and then we'd have the guitar rift and then he would appear yeah and that is very much a classic clarissa um, yeah
1: I, i i love that guitar riff that little guitar riff is so cool
0: And if you're paying attention, you may hear it at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, besides Sam, that basically leads us to the two parents, uh, Janet and Marshall Darling, played by Elizabeth Hess and Joe O'Connor. What were your opinions now that you've watched a few episodes about the parents, since you said you didn't really remember what to think about them beforehand?
1: Unlike our opinion, I don't don't know about your opinion, but unlike my opinion of Pete and Pete's parents last week or 10 days ago or whatever, however long it was, (laughs) um, I... I absolutely love these two parents i th- these uh, they're not like quintessential parents they're not like say bill and uh and Claire Huxtable or uh, Heathcliff and and Claire Huxtable or anything right. like that but you know they're fun parents they're serious parents they're not they're not ancillary characters at all.
0: No, and I I hear angels singing again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I, I actually really enjoy these parents. I was convinced when I was watching this that I knew the mom from something else. But I have looked every, you know, at IMDb and every other different site I can find, and she's never been in anything else that I've seen. But it must have had that much of an impact on me as a kid that I, you know, her look was very familiar to me. And like as soon as I saw the YouTube videos of her, I was like, oh, I remember her perfectly now, even though beforehand I wouldn't have even been able to tell you what color hair her mom had.
1: Right. Her voice is also and that's the other thing we gotta talk about with the parents and, and the uh, and the kids. Uh and I know, I know you're gonna get to uh Marshall in a minute, but uh Marshall and Janet, Marshall has red hair, Janet has blonde hair. If you look at the two kids, Ferguson mm-hmm. has red hair and Clarissa has blonde hair.
0: Perfect, absolute perfect casting. <laughs> no, I'm serious because not only did they have the same color hair, but you can virtually v- envision Clarissa looking like her mom later. Yeah, and you can see uh, Ferguson in Marshall.
1: Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. So whoever did that casting, hats off.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, what you you like both parents? You like one parent more than the other, or I like
1: them both equally. Um, yeah. Because not only do they make a good team as parents, they also make good individual parents as far as, you know, like, say say Janet Darling is off somewhere doing – I forget what the heck she did. What was she on the show? She was an
0: architect, and I she can't remember what an she was.
1: She's an, either an architect or I – I don't know. Well, he was, he's,
0: the- he's an architect. I know he does. He builds things, but I can't remember what she did.
1: I could have sworn she was a nurse or something like it that. I don't. I don't know. I but yes.
0: Every once in a while, one would be gone, and the kid, and you know, uh, Clarissa would go to either one parent or the other, right. or whether it was advice or right, yeah. dealing with a problem or whatever it was. But yeah, I, I I like them both equally. Like you said, they're way better than the parents on uh, Pete and Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall though, just taking these, I mean, because these were the five main characters. Everybody else is just uh, side side effects here. But yeah, out of these main five characters, do you have a favorite character? Mm.
1: I like Sam. He's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, we both hate Ferguson, so that's clear.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it seems like cheating. I, I, I do think Clarissa is my favorite character in this, just because I really liked the way she interacted with the audience. Mm-hmm. And at the time, whatever age I was at this point, um, you know, like 12 or 13, I was about the same age as she was when the show started, actually. Right. Um, you know, I could just really relate to her, and it was something that I hadn't seen a lot of as far as someone interacting with the audience in the way that she did. you know, like you said, we've seen it in uh Harris in and we've seen it a couple times. You saw it a little bit in "Save by the Bell with Zach.
1: Yeah, time time. kind of, but he wasn't so much doing it to.
0: No, he wasn't necessarily explaining everything. He would right. do it for a specific purpose in that episode. But you know, we'd seen it maybe little bits and pieces. But this was one of the first time where it was an actual TV series where the person was having this much contact with me as an audience member.
1: Right. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to bring up really quick was, uh, as far as the contact, it's not just like her talking to us. And then a situation happens where she turns back to the show. It's also if a situation happens and it ends and it's something good or bad or whatever, she will immediately turn to the camera and say, oh, well, you know, and she'll say whatever she'll say. So it's not just the one version of her talking to the audience and then going back into the show. It's also if something happens on the show, she'll turn to the audience and say, oh, well, that worked out okay," or, you know, whatever. Right.
0: And I think I much prefer that style and the interaction that they did with Clarissa and the audience much more than the narrating that we had in Pete and Pete. Oh yeah, <laughs> so
1: I mean they're I mean, they're two individual things, but right.
0: Right, I mean they were both. I mean, one show went this way with, the, and you know, one show went the other way. But I prefer the the actual scene, the character talking to me, rather than just the narrating playing over top of the action. Um, was there any other characters that you wanted to mention, or any that you remembered? I, I don't.
1: Not really. really. I don't remember the other three that are listed at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of characters. Like she has multiple boyfriends throughout the time. She has multiple classmates or or friends. But most of the side characters were, were really just one or two off shots. Um there was a notable appearance by a future star. I don't know what episode he was in, but James Vanderbeek as a younger self makes an appearance in one of the episodes. Oh wow. And uh Wayne Brady shows up as a as a pizza man in one of the episodes. <laughs> 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 Those are the only two uh bigger names that I could find in any of the cast listings for this show. So I didn't get to see the episodes that they actually appeared in, but I would be interested to see what they both look like. Yeah. All right, then I guess that does it for the uh, Who's Who, and it is time for the good, the bad, the ugly. All right, so we've talked about the characters a little bit, and we've mentioned a few things that we liked and didn't like about the show. What other things, um, whether it be running gags or you know just different parts about the show that, that you really like the most, or are there any parts that you don't like? I mean,
1: I already kind of said that. I mean, we kind of already agreed that, that Ferguson is is the character that we don't like. Um, and, and, he's just, ugly. <laughs> and he's ugly. And he's ugly. Yeah. Uh, talk about being a redheaded stepchild, <laughs> uh, but you know, other than other than Ferguson, there really isn't anything about this show that I don't like. The music is awesome, the characters are awesome, the way the characters interact with each other is awesome. I'd, I'd never found that the character interaction between the parents and Clarissa or Ferguson or uh, Sam and, and, and anyone else. Uh, in the main cast, because I know a few times that Sam does come into contact with the parents,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I didn't really find anything like forced or anything between the actors. It, it all it, it's pr- a pretty fluid show. They're
0: really yeah. You mentioned the music. I want to touch on that a little bit because first of all, I mean, I already kind of talked about it, but the theme song for this show is awesome F- for having a theme song that really doesn't hardly have any words. Yeah, just the na 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 na. I mean, that's just a cool cool theme song and i really like that but they didn't just have it as a theme song they would have that as kind of like the little bumper type things in between a segment or when they went to commercial and came back and i love the bumpers where it's just clarissa on the screen with the title and her doing different things or ferguson trying to do things with the title and her like kicking him out of the way yeah i love the bumpers for the show
1: yeah they were amazing
0: so you had cool theme song. you had cool music and uh, visuals with the bumpers. And then obviously, like we said, the uh, the entrance little music ditty for when Sam comes in.
1: Yeah.
0: Hi, Sam. Hey, Clarissa. So I think all the music was good. Um, You you talked a little about the relationship between um, the characters. I especially liked the relationship between uh, the brother and sister relationship, between Clarissa and Ferguson. As much as I don't like Ferguson, Mm -hmm. they did the whole brother-sister thing just about perfect. Yeah, they did. The name calling was constant. Just the general dislike for two teenage siblings was done perfect. Yeah, it was. I mentioned it before. I love the fact that you know that they didn't try to make the romantic angle with Sam and Clarissa. That was cool. One thing we haven't mentioned: um, what were your thoughts about the way that Clarissa used the computer and the computer graphics to to outline different things? Did you see that in any of the episodes you were watching?
1: Yeah, sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't know about computer graphics, but I did see her use a computer several times, and I, I guess we could say she's a closet geek.
0: Yeah, she. I think she was a classic geek because, like, I remember one specifically where. Well, this might have been the same one that we were talking about before with the silent treatment. I think it was that episode where she goes to the computer and she shows Sam what's going to happen as far as her rigging up. Uh,
1: right. Yeah, that was that episode.
0: Yeah, like she has this whole plan of how to get her brother back. I think she was going to dump something on him or. Yeah, whatever. it was what it was.
1: Was it was a uh, it was a plan for him to be in the bathroom. And it was like this whole Tom and Jerry, cat and mouse, uh, like Tom builds a contraption and it's all this cause and effect stuff. Like, you know, a, a pin hits a needle and the needle hits a domino and it, it, it's all this whole domino effect. All strap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, – and, yeah, I, I, I did see her use it because she, she mentions to the Sam that she got this new CAD program, which obviously is uh, computer-aided design and drafting or whatever right. you call it. Um and, yeah, I did see her use the computer. I think that's the only episode I saw her use it. But, I mean, when I saw I know it... know she
0: but- does it other times, though, because when I saw it in that episode, I remembered her going to the computer mm-hmm. when, I, when I used to watch it. So, I mean, I mean, it might date it a little bit because, obviously, the computer is an old-fashioned computer or whatnot. But I think it was cool that, you know, for that time being that they, they brought the computer into... You know, it's hard to, in a television show that's supposed to be talking about life as a teenager in the 90s, how do you bring in the fact that kids were on the computer without it being boring to the audience? I mean, you can't just show somebody playing the computer. Right. right? So I thought it was a cool, you know, maneuver to get at the fact that computers were in homes at this time, kids were using them and stuff and they knew about them without it being boring. It was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And she would show it on some type of, you know, like CAD program or whatever. And I, I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that. You yeah. know, it, like I said, it might date it a little, but I, but I think it was worth it. I think we've talked about it, actually just about everything else. I like the parents better than on Pete and Pete. Love the theme song music. Um, hate Ferguson. So, <laughs> did you have any other things about the actual show moments or anything that you wanted to talk about? I don't think so.
1: I kind of wish. I, I know. I know the show's all about her. I don't know if there are any episodes that show this, but. I kind of wish, and I think I—I I, I could be falsely remembering this. I kind of wish that there would have been an episode where her and Sam's roles were reversed. I
0: and think sh- there was one episode where her and Ferguson's roles were reversed. Nah, uh, screw that. But I know. I'm just saying. I think there was one where the title came across and it actually said Ferguson explains it all, and like just for that one episode, everything was kind of flip flopped. Right. But, but yeah I, it would have been cool to see it from Sam's angle
1: well, not only Sam's angle, but what i wanted what I wanted to see was I wanted to see her go to his house <laughs> with a ladder
0: and you know this is something that I don't know if how many times this was done beforehand in in a show as far as the person putting the ladder up and coming through the window, but it was definitely done afterwards I mean Dawson's Creek basically ripped this right out of this, didn't it yep. I mean, unless it came beforehand, maybe there was some show that I'm not remembering that was before the, the 90s where they did this.
1: Not that I can remember. Maybe if people want to call into the voicemail or send you an email. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, please do. Let us know if that's, this is something that's happened in TV history or if this was like a first type thing in Clarissa that then Dawson's Creek ripped off, or were they taking it? Is it just a standard thing that's happened throughout the decades?
1: I, I don't know if it's something that happened throughout the decades. The first time I remember it is Clarissa and then Dawson. So, I mean, you I'd could say that. to see. Yeah, you you could say that Dawson kind of ripped it off from Clarissa. So,
0: because uh, yeah, because I can't think of anything else that that I've seen it in that that, that we could uh, tell that they ripped it off from. But it's basically almost exactly done like it is in Dawson's without the the sound.
1: Did S- six never came through Blossom's window? Did she?
0: Oh, jeez. I don't know.
1: I'm just, I'm, um, no, 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 You had I'm, Blossom written down in the notes earlier. I'm just asking. No, <laughs> no, I'm, trying no, to I'm remember saying that's it. a
0: good question. That's a good question. I'm I, trying I, to remember,
1: remember. It, if Six ever, I, I don't think Six, no. I don't, I don't think Six ever came through Blossom's window.
0: So, so, those TV aficionados out there, please call into the voicemail and, and, and answer the question. When is the first time that consistently a character entered through a window in a TV show with a ladder?
1: 502-526-5821.
0: Yeah, and we'll give that again at the end of the show. But we're not talking about just a one time shot where someone came in through the window. We're talking about where it was a recurring theme in a TV show for someone to use a ladder to get into their friend's or someone else's room. Right. So, um, so I think that does it for the good, the bad, and the ugly of Clarissa explains it all. And now it is time for take it away, guys. Make it, make it things that make you go hmm all right here are some of the things that you might not know about Clarissa Explains at all number one thing that you might not know is that like our previous two episodes, Clarissa Explains It All was nominated for awards. This show was nominated for an Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Program in 1994. Hello, it is Ryan,
1: and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void reprohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: And Melissa Joan Hart, Sean O'Neill, and Jason Zimbler all received multiple Young Artist Award nominations, which Melissa won three of for her role as clarissa so that's one thing you might not know about the show so our our string of uh, award-winning shows continues here on the telecast uh in number two thing that you might not know is in 2002 melissa joan hart said that she had no interest in ever being a part of a cast reunion project The only reason I bring that up is because lots of times when we talk about these old shows, everyone says, oh, you know, it would be great if we had some type of reunion or we could see them all together again. Well, apparently it's never going to happen for this show. Number three thing that you might not know about Clarissa Explains at all, that before Clarissa, uh, Melissa Joan Hart appeared in a 1985 episode of the ABC Weekend Specials at the age of nine. So when we get to the ABC Weekend Specials later on in the telecast, we'll have to see if we can dig up that episode and see what Melissa Joan Hart looked like when she was nine. Um, and the fourth thing that you might not know about Clarissa Explains it all is a pilot for a follow-up uh, spin-off series named Clarissa Now was shot for CBS in 1995. It was not picked up as a series, um, but the pilot was shown on a few occasions on Nickelodeon, and it is available on um, YouTube. And... Um, the series basically revolves around Clarissa after she leaves high school she's going into college and it's her internship at a, uh, a New York City newspaper so so basically there was plans for a second show, I know I watched this, this pilot did, did you watch the whole pilot or just part of it?
1: No, I watched both parts
0: okay, what did you think about this pilot for uh, the show entitled Clarissa Now?
1: I actually remember seeing this on TV wow, yeah uh, I remember seeing this on TV, and I remember the first thing I kind of thought of was almost like uh, Nickelodeon's version of Murphy Brown.
0: <laughs> it was kind of, and it, and it was very similar. I mean, she was still breaking the fourth wall. She was still interacting with the audience. Right. Um, she's the only character that's going to be there as far as the ones that we saw from Clish Explains It All. Um, it was kind of interesting.
1: It, it was interesting but it's just it didn't have the same dynamic
0: no no it, it just didn't um the
1: pro- I, I don't know the problem And I, you know, I don't know you
0: know what it reminds me of what a certain other show that tried to do a spinoff that really didn't last that long of a girl going off on her own
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> which will be covered in season two
0: yeah <laughs> of the telecast so we'll talk about that later um <laughs> I think you had something else too that, uh, as far as trivia or, or things people might not know about, Clarissa explains it all.
1: When I was looking for episodes on YouTube, I found and I, I, when Kevin first, I'm gonna pull back the curtain here a little bit. When uh, when Kevin and I were first going over the schedule and everything else, he had a show on there on for this season of the telecast called Nick Arcade. I did not remember what the hell Nick Arcade was, so I said I wasn't really interested in that show. Um. Well, when I was going through looking for episodes of Clarissa, I found a special that said Nick Arcade's special Clarissa Explains It All. And it's Clarissa and Fer- – well, it's Melissa and Jason and, and and the two parents. I forget the uh, – Right. Uh, Elizabeth and well, – Joe. Was- yeah, Elizabeth and Joe. Uh, so it was basically the four main cast members of Clarissa Explains It All on Nick Arcade. And – for those of you who don't know, Nick arcade is basically Nickelodeon's video power is basically what it is. Uh, and they have this little digital Mikey that goes across the board and you could play different arcade games of that time. Uh, And I absolutely loved watching that. And I actually love – I remember watching Nick Arcade now. Unfortunately, we're going to have to vie for it to be the listener choice episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and for those of you that don't remember or have not listened to episode uh, zero or one when I briefly mentioned it, you know, we are giving you guys the choice to pick our second-to-last episode of this first season of the telecast. So if Nick Arcade is something that you want to see us talk about or you want to hear more about – We'll give you details later on as to what you need to do to, uh, to cast your vote, but that's one option that you could be voting for.
1: I say we do a double episode. Nick Arcade and Video Power, they are two tied, they, they can be tied together.
0: <laughs> uh, Mike is very big on us v- choosing Video Power as the uh, listener's choice.
1: <laughs> to hell um, with the listener's host choice, damn it.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, so, so stay tuned for a little bit later this episode to hear more about the listener's choice. So I think we can do our, our VH1 impression and uh, talk a little bit about where these guys are now. Um, Melissa Joan Hart shouldn't need any discussion here. Everybody knows what Melissa Joan Hart is doing these days. Um, she's still acting. Yes. <laughs> she's, she obviously went on to be the star of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, she appeared in the movie Can't Hardly Wait as the uh, the yearbook chick. Yep. She was in Clueless. Um, her la- last series that I remember it was a series called uh, Melissa and Joey, even though I didn't really watch any of it. So Melissa? I don't know.
1: Melissa and Joey is still going. It just okay. started. It okay. Season one just ended. Uh, I don't know if
0: it's any good or not. I haven't seen any episodes of
1: It, it. is, actually. Okay. I, I've actually watched a couple episodes.
0: So, so basically, besides being married and having a few kids, she's still doing the whole acting thing.
1: You know who she's married to, though?
0: Uh, I do, but I don't remember. Lead
1: singer, uh, oh, what's his name? Mark something. The lead singer of or, Course of Nature.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what his last name is, but yeah. Um,
1: Clueless. You mean or. Clueless the TV series, right?
0: Right, did I say movie?
1: No, but you just said clueless. I just wanted people to you know, for it to be defined for people that you're you're meaning the T V series and not yeah. The film.
0: Yeah, so don't so don't say we we said something wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, anything else on Melissa Joan Hart today?
1: A little bit, yeah. Actually. Okay, uh I, I loved Sabrina. Uh, I thought that was a really good show. I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background on Melissa and Joey for those of you who may not have seen it like Kevin. Uh to me, it's kinda like a 21st Century, Who's the Boss? Interesting. She plays a politician who is, has custody of her uh, sister who has passed away's kids. And Joey Lawrence comes in and basically is a bald Tony Danza. He has to be the nanny. Um, Interesting. <laughs> it, it's it's a very funny show. I've seen about six episodes of the first season. Uh, it airs on ABC Family. Uh, it was airing Tuesday night at 8 uh, Eastern on uh, ABC Family, but it, it, it's a very good show. Um, she also was... Oh, uh, what's the character? Uh, she was in the Superman the Animated Series as one of the voices. Saturn Girl. Saturn Girl. And she also voiced... Um, Dee Dee, the Dee Dee twins from Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Uh, The funny thing about this is is that Bruce Timm had originally had a Raggedy Ann type of character look from one of the old BTAS villains, and he never got to use it. So when they were doing Return of the Joker, they said, Oh, well, here's Bruce Timm said, Oh, we need another character for the Joker's gang. So here's, here's this little Raggedy Ann thing, and she did the... The two characters, Delia and Deidre Dennis, uh, who are actually granddaughters of Harley Quinn uh, in uh, the DC Animated Universe. And she did both of the voices. It's basically the same voice, but it's two different characters. Right. Um, and, and
0: that it, gives me a chance for a shameless plug. Behindthevoiceactors.com <laughs>
1: everybody,
0: <laughs> everybody go to Behindthevoiceactors.com, look up Melissa Joan Hart, and you can see both the Saturn Girl and the Dee Dee Twins. And you can hear her voice as both of those. You can play the little sound clip. So there you go. i'm not gonna miss an opportunity to plug my own site (laughs) um anything else on melissa Joan hart i didn't mean to cut you off
1: no no uh just it, it it's really great to see her acting um still acting today and still still working and everything else uh like i said i absolutely love sabrina the teenage witch that was a really really great series as well so
0: yeah it going? Um, her Ferguson her younger brother played by Jason Zimbler, what he's doing now is basically this was his last television role um, Clarissa so he, he didn't really do anything in the actual television or movie world as far as acting he Graduated high school, went off to Notre Dame, and now he works as a theater director. Um, he actually founded his own theater with uh, with one other person in Portland, Oregon, um, 2007, and the name of the theater is called the Re Theater Instrument. Um, so he's a director of theater now, and you're going to see this trend continue because the mom, Elizabeth Hess, is currently teaching uh, acting in New York University's Tisch School of the Arts and at Fordham University at Lincoln Center. So she's also on the other kind of the other side of things where she's teaching, and, whereas the the uh, brother was is directing now, she's teaching acting and the friend, Sean O'Neill kind of in the same vein, he's in musical theater now
1: he completely passed. No, through. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go oh, okay.
0: back to him. Uh, but but Sean O'Neill, just to get the, the three theater people out of the way, he did do a tiny bit of voice work, um, like Melissa Joan Hart in the 2000s. But um, he he's basically doing musical theater work. I don't know where or or what productions he's been in, but he's more more along the musical lines and singing and and almost like this operatic uh, voice training that he's done cool. um the other person that we haven't talked about the dad is the, is the only other person that's really gone on in the acting world joe o'connor most recently appeared in the series Mad Men mm-hmm. as the character joe vogel he's been in a number of different things as kind of one spot uh type things but he's also scheduled this is kind of interesting for us geeks and nerds out there to have a minor role as a reporter in the 2011 movie green hornet mm, that's so, interesting yeah. So we'll see him again there. I mean, he doesn't he's not the type of person that, that garners, you know, like lead role type things. In true, style, true. But he's a, he's basically a good character actor that, that plays a lot of, uh, you know, minor roles in different in different TV shows, movies, etc. So that does it for those five. So that takes us to if you're interested, how can you watch the show now? Whether you watched it as a kid or whether you have no idea what the show is and you're interested in it now, um, there are some different ways that you can watch this. First of all, it is partially available on DVD. This kind of continues a trend um, so far of the telecast of none of these shows being completely available on DVD. Um, Season 1 is available. That's it so you have two discs season one collection that's the first 13 episodes of season one it does give you uh, one or two special features one of them is called nick time capsule i'm not sure exactly what that consists of and one of them is said to be mtv cribs look at clarissa's house i don't know exactly what that's like but those are the two special features so if you're wanting it actually on dvd you can only get season one out of the five seasons Season 2 was scheduled for release. It actually had had multiple news releases about the release, but sometime in 2005, it just basically disappeared off the schedule, and there's been no word of it for the last five years, so... That's not necessarily a good sign for those people that wanted the whole collection on DVD. Yeah. So basically, if you want to see anything past season one, there's only two ways for you to watch it, and that is um, YouTube, or I believe you have some, some word on how you can watch it through iTunes. Yes,
1: yeah, so if you go to iTunes and you search uh, Clarissa Explains It All, you will come up with Best of Clarissa Explains It All Volume 1 and Volume 2. Each of these little sets are six ninety nine a piece, and you get... Seven episodes
0: each, so it's uh, about a dollar an episode.
1: Yeah, it's not bad though. Um no. so if Actually, die- if you buy them, sorry, Kevin.
0: No, I'm, it, no, I'm just saying. If there's diehard fans, you know that's not that bad,
1: right? I, I would suggest if there is a diehard fan out there that wants to buy it through iTunes, buy the season at seven dollars. You know, six ninety nine plus tax. Do not buy individual episodes because it's going to cost you more. The episodes are one ninety nine a piece, so two times seven, whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but un- unfortunately, you know, if you want to see, I mean, obviously, season one, you can watch it in DVD quality. But if you want quality uh, viewings of any of the season two through five episodes, basically, right now, iTunes is your only option because the YouTube. Um, just discussing a little bit of, about that real quick. The YouTube is going to be a little bit frustrating as it was with Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, Because Viacom, um, who is obviously the, the company that owns all of the old uh, Nickelodeon stuff, right, is it seems to be somewhat active in yanking stuff off uh, of YouTube. <laughs> so, so what you get is, just like Salute Your Shorts, you get part one of this show, or this episode with no part two, or you get parts two and three with no part four. Um, and it's better quality than the Salute Your Shorts um, YouTube feeds, not as good a quality as the Pete and Pete feeds. Wow. So it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, it's better than the Salute Your Shorts feeds, but it's still you, it's very hard to get an entire episode.
1: And just to go back a little bit, uh, as far as for, just for Kevin's own personal knowledge, there are two volumes of Salute Your Shorts in iTunes. I don't know what seasons they are. They're not eight ninety nine a piece. And there are only uh, six episodes yeah. on each one. Yeah, there's only six
0: I'm episodes on sure, each. One. I'm pretty sure we brought that up in the "Salute Your Shorts" episode. So it seems oh, to be, I... like a, no, that's all right. It seems to be a little theme going on with these Nickelodeon shows that since they're not on DVD, people have fought for them to be at least available on iTunes. I don't know if with "Salute Your Shorts" there was actually a cast member that was that was uh, behind the entire push for it. I don't know with with uh, Clarissa if it was you know if it was uh, like a network person that decided it or someone behind the scenes or if there was a petition or, or what happened but uh, like, I, like I said it's unfortunate but if you're wanting to watch this on YouTube it's not terrible you're going to be able to see bits and pieces and maybe remember the show a little bit but you're going to be frustrated if you want to see a complete story yeah. uh, did you find any episode where you could watch all parts of it not really because at the
1: time I didn't have the money to get it through iTunes uh, but
0: on YouTube I mean you, you you didn't find one that had all like four parts to it
1: uh, not really, because they were the one, the way I searched for it, I found like a whole list of like whatever person's channel it was. They had like four five, six, nine different episodes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the episode. Oh, what was it? We talked about it earlier in the show. Um, silence one. Yeah. Um, the silence one, I, I would find like part one of that and then it would actually skip to the, the, the Nick arcade stuff and then it would go to part two. Yeah but and actually
0: some of them I actually clicked on and it would actually even say Viacom has pulled this for copyright reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, like I said, if you're a Die Hard fan, you can find it on season one. Otherwise you might have to shell out a little bit for the iTunes. Um, or be very frustrated watching it on YouTube.
1: And I don't know what, like the Volume 1, Volume 2 thing in iTunes, I don't know what seasons those are from. I didn't really look at the description. I just looked at how many episodes and what the price was.
0: Hopefully it's not Season 1, or that would kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Double dip, you can watch Season 1 on DVD or iTunes, but no other seasons, ever. <laughs> um, which I'm surprised, because it did last five seasons, 65 episodes. It was one of the highest-rated actual... Actually, at the time, I don't remember what year for what season, but one of the seasons was like the highest rated cable show, which is ridiculous for a kid's show.
1: That's awesome, though.
0: Yeah, but that's why I'm a little bit surprised is that we haven't seen more DVD releases, especially given the fact that Melissa Joan Hart is still out there and everybody knows who she is. You would think they'd be able to capitalize on that, but... You know, who well, knows, as it, far as it, copyright stuff and
1: right, and, and you also said that she had mentioned a while ago, back in 2002, that she would never do a reunion. Right. So maybe, maybe, maybe there's say. maybe the and of course we don't know because we haven't talked to her. I, I'd like to actually interview <laughs> her, but um, you know, it's one of those things where we don't know, but maybe just on our part speculation, it could be the fact that maybe she has bad feelings towards Nickelodeon or, or somebody. I'm not, somebody, not saying she, she does,
0: out. yeah. Well, and I can see that a lot of people don't want to necessarily live in the past and don't want people constantly thinking of you as you know, Clarissa or as this person you used to play, especially if you've gone on to other things. So, you know, for whatever reasons, it doesn't look like you're going to get all of them on DVD anytime soon.
1: No, unfortunately not.
0: All right. Well, I think we're going to go to a quick transmission. Please stay tuned, though, because you're going to hear a little commercial about the Viewer's Choice episode as well as a few other uh, GeekCast radio-related things. So uh, don't touch that dial because we'll be right back. We'll return after these messages. Clarissa Explains... Me, Clarissa. I can deal
1: with just about anything. Ferg face, worms, mom's tofu sundays. Even when I panic, it's cool panic. May I be excused to freak out? I'm not allowed to drive until I'm old enough to get my license. Parents are such sticklers for the law. And the 95,000 Christmas cards. Well, um, I can explain.
0: Clarissa explains it all every Sunday at 6:30, 5:30 Central
1: on Nickelodeon.
0: Hey guys, it's Optimus Solo from GeekCast Radio Network's The Telecast, coming to you with an important message about our Listener's Choice episode. That's right, for the first time in GeekCast Radio Network history, we are giving you, the listener, a chance to choose the topic in one of our shows. This is how you can cast your vote for what the topic should be. Head on over to geekcastradio.com and click on the Telecast tab at the top of the page. Once there, you can find our complete Season 1 schedule with all 35 episodes. Please look this over, because we would hate for you to cast your vote for a show that is already on our schedule. Once you've done this, just scroll to the section titled Listener's Choice and click on the Comments button. All that's left for you to do now is to cast your vote through a comment. For example, you might say, Hey, I see that Nick Arcade is not in your Season 1 lineup, so I'd like to cast a vote for Nick Arcade to be the Listener's Choice episode. It's that simple. So please go cast your vote for your favorite show, and stay tuned for Episode 34 to see which show becomes our very first Listener's Choice. That does it for now. This has been Optimus Solo from the Telecast. Clarissa explains...
1: What? Sam! What you gotta know about my bud Sam is that he'd do anything to help a friend in need, who is usually me. Okay, what is it this time? Who else could come up with a straitjacket on short notice? Here's all that junk you wanted. Even go door-to-door in elsewhere. Ow! That's Sam.
0: I have the feeling I'm not going to like this. What are friends for? Clarissa explains it all every Sunday at 6.30, 5.30 Central. On
1: Nickelodeon. Yes. Now back to the show. Do you see how your patience paid off?
0: All right. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. And, of course, now it's time for our never-ending effort to bash the pricks at IGN. That's right. It is time for the IGN replacement crew. And what do you give Clarissa Explains It All? One through four. Four. Mike gives it a resounding four. Four.
1: Yeah. Um it's a shame that this – and this is the other thing. I wish that Nickelodeon would – and I know they won't do this unless it's like on digital cable, but like like I have basic classic. I wish Nickelodeon would do a channel that is just like retro Nickelodeon or just old, some sort of old-school Nickelodeon, kind of like what Cartoon Network did with Boomerang,
0: yeah,
1: where they just show all the old shows.
0: Yeah, I mean I know it did appear at one time on the uh, – what was it? The N or Noggin, yeah, Noggin. or something? Yeah, but I don't think that was a... It wasn't like it was a block dedicated to all old stuff. It was just that Clarissa did make an appearance in that. Right, yeah. Um, I am not quite ready to give out my first four for the telecast. I'm going to give this one a strong three. <laughs> um, I did love the show back in the day, and I would watch it if it's free on TV. Like, if they re-aired it, like what you're saying, in like some type of block like that. Mm-hmm. I had no problem watching it on YouTube, but I just don't have any desire to own, Even if it was available all on DVD, I have no desire to buy this one on DVD. Um, so I'll give it a real strong three. I mean, it was a great show. It was probably Nickelodeon's, as far as live action shows, it's most popular. I, I mean, I, I'd have to look at an entire list of all the Nickelodeon shows, but if it's not the most popular of the Nickelodeon shows from back in the early 90s, late 80s, it's darn near the top. Yeah. So, you know, it was a great show and it's definitely worth a, a, worth a watch. I just don't necessarily think it's necessarily that you buy it on DVD. So, but we both give it a much better rating than, uh... Well, I gave it a better rating than I've given uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. I think you – would you give Pete and Pete a three or a four?
1: I think I gave it a four. I don't okay.
0: remember. Mike's too generous. Anyways, um, I think Optimus Prime has something to say. Any last words? Yep, that's right. It is time for any last words. Do you have any last words, Mike?
1: Uh one of the best one of the best kids shows or one of the best shows of the 90s that wasn't like mainstream tv that was like cable tv right um just really really relatable They're, you know this is one of those shows that has it's kind of it kind of has every aspect for every it's basically an every person show there's at least one character that anyone can relate to. There's at least one situation in whatever season you watch that maybe you could relate to or you've been through it. So, just overall, it's just I, I love this show. This show's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think you know as far as last words for me, I think it was very good at the time and something that hadn't been done a lot where you gave a a kids you know show geared towards teens, preteens that had a female lead character and that was it. You know, you don't really have a like the typical hunk guy type thing, stealing any of the spotlight. You don't have the typical jock out there trying to steal a spotlight. This is just your typical average everyday teenage girl. And that's the focus. And I give it credit for that. And I think it opened the doors for a lot of things for Nickelodeon in the future. I think Nickelodeon really needed this show to be successful in order to do some of the stuff it did later. So I think historically it's, it's kind of an important show as far as the Nickelodeon channel goes. Uh, So, so I think it's a, it's a decent show. It's a good show. Um, but f- and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything bad about it. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just this just came to me. I can't believe I didn't think about this when we were talking about uh, like where the now thing. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart has done several uh, made for TV films.
0: Oh yeah, that's true.
1: I, I'm I'm sorry. I I completely blanked no, that's on good. it.
0: Um, A lot of Lifetime stuff, hasn't it, Ben?
1: Lifetime and Fox Family stuff. There was one that just aired on Fox Family this past weekend called Holiday in Handcuffs. It's her starring with Mario Lopez. (laughs) It's Slater. Uh, And basically she's it was really really cool. She has the best of intentions but she goes about it all the wrong way. And that's one thing I've noticed about Melissa Joan Hart over the years since Clarissa. She constantly plays the same type of character. Yeah, she does. Uh and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think it's great. Even though every character she plays is very different, they're also very similar. Uh you know, between from Clarissa to Sabrina to uh to One Mel time. and Melissa and Joey, and all, even though they're all different, it's still that same down-to-earth type of girl type of thing.
0: Right? No, I agree with that. You you kind of get that same, even though it's a different character, you get that same feeler, that same vibe from her a lot. Yeah. Um, anything else as far as last words go? That's it. All right. I would like to thank Mike for joining me today on this episode of the Telecast. It'll be a few episodes before we hear from Mike again, so... We'll It'll actually a, be six episodes. <laughs> we'll bid him a nice little uh, ado and a little break, and we'll hear back Fuckers. from him in a few episodes. Um, and I'd like to thank everyone else for joining us here on the Telecast. If you want to leave us feedback, there are three main ways to do this, so pay attention. First, you can visit the website, www.geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on all of our different podcasts, not just the Telecast. Second, and we're Still looking for our first person who will uh, leave a review for us on iTunes. So if you want to be the first person to leave a review, go to iTunes. Um, d- but you're going to need to search for Telecast. So just go to the iTunes store, um, click up into the search thing, type in Telecast, and you should find it under the, the podcast menu. Um, you're not going to find it necessarily right along all the other Geekcast Radio shows as of right now. Um, but go do their, you know, go to iTunes and leave us feedback. If you want your comments to actually be heard on the show, if you leave us a voicemail, we'll probably play your comments um, during the show. The voicemail. number not- number again is 502-526-5821. And like we said earlier, if you can tell us a show about the whole ladder entrance, you know, 502-526-5821, please do that. And um, I think I said it last episode too, if you want to even leave voicemails for future shows, you don't have to wait until they air. You can uh, leave us a voicemail before it even airs and then we'll get it in for sure. Um, If you want to keep up to date with all things GeekCast related, best way to do that is to become a fan of us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash GeekCastRadioNetwork. While you're there, do me a favor and also become a fan of BehindTheVoiceActors.com where you can go and listen to Melissa Joan Hart's two clips from uh, Superman and and, uh, Batman Beyond. Also, don't forget about the theme song contest we have going on for season one. You can get all the details about the theme song contest at the telecast page at geekcastradio.com, and you can listen to the theme song contest clip at the end of every episode. So don't stop listening, because in a few seconds we will be playing that clip.
1: Don't forget about the listener choice, too.
0: Right, and also pay attention to Listener's Choice, and if you need to go back and and listen to the commercial, otherwise go to uh, the telecast page at geekcastradio.com. There will be a Listener's Choice entry um, sometime this week. So that does it for now. We hope we succeeded in entertaining you, informing you, and most importantly unleashing the geek in you on this episode of the telecast, and we hope that you will tune in for our next episode when a brand new co-host makes her Geekcast Radio debut, Um, and together we'll be asking the question, Are You Afraid of the Dark? For now, I am your host, Optimus Solo, with tfj and Mike, saying we are out like fat kids in dodgeball, but we will see you again in 10 days for another episode of the Telecast.